Greetings, and welcome to the FPC Sermon Reprisal. This is the sermon that was given the past Sunday, and we offer it here in podcast form for your listening enjoyment. Today is Pentecost. Penta is the Greek for five, and Pentecost happened 50 days after Passover. It's one of the three big Jewish holidays, celebrating the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. It is also one of the three great feast days of the Christian calendar, Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. You can see that Pentecost is not even a kissing cousin with the two other large ones, Christmas and Easter, but it is my dream that someday Pentecost would get if not equal, at least a little higher billing than it does now. Because Pentecost is a great celebration. It's a great holiday, holy day. It is about the Holy Spirit. It is about the birth of the church. It is about good preaching. It is about joyful moments. Um, But it's been a hard sell to make Pentecost a large celebration in Bellingham because it often happens on Memorial Day. Memorial Day, it's often sunny. It's also a holiday weekend, so people are gone. And more importantly, it is one of the largest feast days for the Whatcom County community. It is ski to see. And so Pentecost often is the smallest church attendance across the board in Whatcom County. So what we have done is we've done our unity service on Memorial Sunday. And that's been a chance to gather with other churches on a Sunday that it's usually fairly small and all join together and celebrate the unity of Pentecost. But I haven't given up. It is still my dream that Pentecost would become a big celebration for our community. So I am open right now to any ideas that you might have. Special cookies, special food, special traditions. If someone would write some Pentecost poems, some Pentecost songs, some Pentecost carols that we could sing, I would love to figure out a way to just raise up the bar and make Pentecost a wonderful, joyful celebration because the story is so good. The disciples, it happens in Acts chapter 2, the disciples were all gathered in the temple and the Holy Spirit came with power. There was the sound of a rushing wind. There was tongues of fire on their head and they all began to speak in tongues, which means at this point that they began to speak in languages they did not know. And there were pilgrims from all around the area, from all different countries, and they began to hear the, the, the Galilean fishermen, all these Galilean disciples, they began to hear them proclaim the glory of God in their own heart language. And they said, what's going on? How do these Galilean fishermen, they're not linguists, how do they know my language? And some people said, well, they must be drunk, which I've got to say, I don't quite understand because I have met a few drunk people they never spoke a language that they didn't understand they were hard to understand but they never spoke a language that they didn't know Um, but Peter gets up and he explains to the crowd these men are not drunk it's early in the morning they have not been drinking in actuality they are filled with the Holy Spirit and this is what the prophet Joel said would happen and let me tell you about Jesus. And then Peter goes on to give this stunning sermon all about Jesus. And we know that it's stunning because it says that 3,000 people came up afterwards and said, we get it. 
We understand, we believe, we agree with what you say. What should we do now? And Peter says, you should repent and you should get baptized. And if you do that, you will be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And 3,000 people became followers of Jesus. On this Pentecost Sunday, what I am interested in is what happened right after those 3,000 people became followers of Jesus because the church increased by a huge amount. It went from being 11 apostles and a bunch of women and a bunch of other men into this group over 3,000, maybe maybe a 30% increase in the size of the church. And this wonderful, organic, beautiful thing begins to happen with these followers of Jesus. So let's listen to this text as Arlo and Gannon read it to us. Would you pray with me? Lord, give us ears to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying to us in your word, that we might hear and that we might live lives in response of obedience and joy. In your name we pray, amen. Let's listen to God's word. My name is Gannon and this is my brother Arlo. We are going to read to you Act 2 through 43 through 47, Life Among the Believers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their numbers those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Arlo and Gannon, thank you guys so much. I want to first pay attention to this little phrase right at the beginning. Awe came upon everyone. Four words. Awe came upon everyone. Awe is a word for profound respect, for wonder, for wide-eyed wow. This was a special time. It was right after Pentecost. There was something amazing going on. The disciples, the apostles, everyone was blown away. But here is a key life truth. All moments are special moments. There are moments we remember, but in terms of the Holy Spirit, in terms of the work of the kingdom, in terms of God, all moments are special moments. God is at work. The Spirit is at work. The kingdom is moving forward all the time, every day. And if we paid attention, we would live our lives in awe every single day. Anne Lamott has a book about three essential prayers for the Christian life. Her book is entitled, Help 
thanks, and wow. Help, one of the essential prayers. Thanks, the other essential prayer, and wow. Wow is an essential prayer. It is the awe prayer. It is the important praise, worship, wow prayer. When we pay attention, we will find ourselves saying wow multiple times throughout the day. I have a memory from seminary, which is now 33 years ago. Um, And I was up to my elbows. All of us were up to our elbows in Greek verbs and in Greek nouns. And we were trying to wrap our arms around this new language of Greek. And we were learning. Our professor went up and he wrote a simple sentence. A sentence composed of three Greek words that we already knew. Theos estin agape. God is love. And as he wrote those three words down, and as he looked at them, he became overwhelmed. He couldn't talk for about 30 seconds. He just sat and wept as he looked at the incredible, joyful truth of these three words. These three words represented something so profound that God is love. I never forgot it. That is a life of awe. That is a life of wow. That is a life of someone paying attention. Most of us would just pass by three words. God is love. Yeah, whatever. God is love. And yet, my Greek professor was able to just to sit and say, wow, that is awesome. So wonderful. But in my life, as much as I try, I stop paying attention. I stop looking for the wow moments. I stop living in wow. And there are people in my life who remind me of this truth. Helen Keller has always been one of those people. Many of you know the story of Helen Keller. She was born without sight and without the ability to hear, but she was someone who lived in awe. Listen to this quote by Helen Keller. I, who am blind, can give one hint to those who see. Use your eyes as if tomorrow you would be stricken blind. Hear the music of voices, the songs of birds, the mighty strains of an orchestra, as if you would be stricken deaf tomorrow. Smell the perfume of flowers. Taste with relish each morsel, as if tomorrow you could never smell, never taste again. Glory in all the facts of pleasure and beauty which the world reveals to you. That is a woman who lived in wow, who lived her life in awe of all that God was doing around her. G.K. Chesterton is another one of those people who reminds me to live in awe. Here is G.K. Chesterton's prayer. Here dies another day, during which I had eyes, ears, hands, and the great world around me. And with tomorrow begins another, why am I allowed to? G.K. Chesterton paid attention. He lived in wow every day. The main reason I believe that I don't live in wow every day is I am simply not paying attention. I get caught up in myself. I get caught up in my journey. I get caught up in what I need to do. And I miss the signs and wonders that are walking right past me. There was a research study done a number of years ago on the Western Washington University campus. The the researchers paid a clown to juggle on a unicycle back and forth across Red Square. It was not just a clown. It was a clown juggling on a unicycle. 
And then they asked the people who walked across the square, specifically the people who were talking or looking at their phones. And they asked them, did they see anything on Red Square? And they didn't see it. They completely missed the juggling clown on a unicycle. They just missed it. They weren't paying attention. They were just on their phones. For me, the phone is a metaphor for our lives. We get caught up in ourselves. We get caught up in what we need to do. We get caught up in what we didn't do. We get caught up in what we should be accomplishing. And we spend most days just getting through the day. What is up with that? When we should be living our lives like the early church did in wow, living in awe, living in wonder, we are often missing the daily miracle all around us. So think of this scenario. A friend of yours gets a two-week free trip to Hawaii. They're staying at the Four Seasons, the nicest hotel on the whole island. They get free pass to any attraction they want. They can do whatever they want for two weeks. They have a car at their disposal. It's all inclusive. Whatever they want to eat, whatever they want to drink, everything is paid for two weeks on their favorite island in Hawaii. And you call them up in the middle of it and you say, how is it going? And they say, well, eh, I'm getting through it. Thankfully, it will be over soon. What would you say to your friends? Would you say, ah, I understand. Or would you say, oh my gosh, you have two weeks in Hawaii to do whatever you want. Pay attention to every little moment. Soak it in. Live in the wow of what this opportunity is. You're not supposed to just get through it. Friends, we live in that time. We live in an amazing time. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit at any moment, at all times. The devout people who lived before Pentecost would be horrified. They would call us up and say, you have the Holy Spirit and you're just getting through the day. Why are you not living in awe? Why are you not living in wow? Why are you not filling every day with, oh my goodness, that was great. There are juggling clowns all around us every day. And we just walk by. We need to learn from kids. Kids live in awe. If you get to spend time with kids, they are in awe. Look at that. Wow. Did you see that? Mom, mom, dad, look over there. Wow. When did we stop living in awe? When did we get jaded? When did we cease to be excited about a tree that has flowers on it? When did a spider web become ick instead of a thing of wonder? When did we stop being gobsmacked by butterflies and eagles and babies and flowers and mountains and humans and the work of the Holy Spirit all around us? Our message for part one today is a very simple message. Pay attention and then live in wow. Mary Oliver has a poem. Listen to part of her poem, Instructions for Living a Life. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. I cannot do better than that. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. That's how the early church lived. That's how all the great saints lived. That's the life we were created to live, to pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. I want to offer you an opportunity to pay attention. This is a video that comes from Banff, Canada. Every day of the pandemic, at 1 p.m., Heather Jean Jordan 
goes to the church of St. George in the Pines and she plays the bells as a symbol of hope for her community. But I want you to pay attention to how her community receives this incredible gift that she offers every day at one o'clock. Heather has given us permission to use this video today. Let us pay attention. How cool was that? The early church lived in wow. They stopped and they received this gift of amazing grace. The second word I want to pay attention to is the word together. How many times do we hear the word together in this passage? They were together in the temple. They were at home together. They ate together. They spent time 
together. They ate their food with glorious and joyful hearts together. They were so together, the scripture says, that they had everything in common. They were a people who lived in wow, and they were a people who had all things in common. Because people living in wow, I have found, have generous spirits, spirits, and it's contagious. It infects everyone around them. Do you want to live in that kind of community? I do. I shared before how I was introduced to this Bible passage when I was in college. A friend of mine showed up at our school with a Bible verse as a vanity plate on his car. It was, he was able to drive that year, and the vanity plate says Acts 2.44. And so I asked him, what is that verse? And he said, go look it up. So I did. I went home. At that point, we didn't have Bibles on our phones. We didn't have phones. I had to go home, get a Bible, and I looked it up. The people of faith were together, and they had all things in common. And so I had to go back to my friend and say, what does that mean? And he said, it's very simple. Anyone can borrow the car. Followers of Jesus live in awe and then write Acts 2.44 on everything that we own. Get little stickies out and just put 2.44 on our toys, on our cars, on our home, on our bikes, on our food, everywhere. Then put it on our calendars, on our time, on our priorities. Live in awe and then live together. I love the word companion. Literally, I have shared before that the word companion begins with come, which means with, and pan, which is the word for bread. Bread with. These are literally, companions are people literally that we share bread with. The early church, if we had to explain what they were like, if we had to explain the spirit of the early church, we would say they were companions. My summary of this whole text would be they were companions living in wow. Companions who lived together in wow. That was the church. They ate together. They lived in wow. They gave thanks together. They lived in wow. They ate their food together. Let us respond in prayer. We have been given an incredible gift. We are to live in awe and we are to be companions. Let us pray. Holy God, we give thanks that you are God and we are not. We thank you for giving us another day to breathe in and out. We pray that you would guide our hearts and minds as we meditate on your word. Lord, we pray your will be done in our world. We mourn and weep over the injustice and hatred that is pervasive in our world today. Lord, bring your justice and your peace to those places suffering from unrest and violence. For those without homes, without family, without food, we pray for your provision, knowing you are faithful. We pray your spirit would bring restoration to hearts and minds that are toiling under frustration, hatred, and anger. Lord, heal our world. Please guide our leaders, as well as our own minds, hands, and feet, to follow after your will. God, we pray you would help us to see the opportunities before us to love one another as you love, to forgive as you forgive, 
that all may grow deeper in your love. God, guide our conversations, our actions, and our commitments as we seek to know you better. Lord, we lift up to you those who are sick, who are grieving, who are facing transition, who are facing loss. We pray for healing and for strength, for comfort and for your peace that passes understanding. Lord, we lift up these prayers to you knowing you carry the burden for us and you walk right beside us. We pray these prayers in the name of Christ who taught us to pray saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Okay, my final thought, I promise it's short. What was not in the passage? We saw what was in the passage. They were companions and they lived in wow. What was not in the passage was how they governed themselves, how they organized themselves. What were their bylaws? What were their procedures? How were they an institution? What committees did they form? What was the hierarchy? There was nothing about that early on. They were just companions who lived in wow. Now, let me be clear, all those things come later. If you read through Acts, you read how do they govern themselves? How do they make decisions? How do they use the resources? How do they make careful use of the resources they've been given? But the early church didn't pay attention to that early on. They began as companions who lived in wow. And then when they governed themselves, they governed themselves as companions who lived in wow. When they made decisions, they made decisions as companions who lived in wow. When they had to allocate resources, they did so as companions who lived in wow. Brothers and sisters, we are moving into a new season. Life will never go back to pre-pandemic. That has passed. We are in a new season. Life will be different and church will be different. But this is a chance to lean in to what we are really about. We're about Jesus, and we are a group of companions living together in wow. That was the spirit of the first church, of the early church, and a lot changed. Their context changed, their structures changed, their rhythms changed, their music styles changed, their governance structures, all of that changed, but the core never changed. Companions living together in wow. This, that is the church that we are descended from those are our ancestors. We are direct descendants of that church, and this is who we are called to be. We are called to be companions living together in WOW. I realize that it is post-pandemic, and some of us have forgotten how to be companions, so let's get back to it. Companions living together in WOW. Not just on Sunday, but whenever two or three gather, church happens, and church is about companions living together in wow. So my simple message for today is pay attention and eat food together. Be companions. That is a key to life abundant. This is part of what it means to seek peace. Have you noticed when people eat together, it's very hard to hate 
the people you are eating with. It's very hard to hold grudges against people who are companions. Eat food together. This does not have to be a big deal. Don't get caught up in the food. Don't get caught up in how clean the house has to be. It's not about the food. It's not about the cleanliness of the house. It's about getting together and sharing food. Go with simple recipes. Simple recipes. In our house, we have a bunch of recipes that only have three ingredients. Sour cream and Lipton onion soup mix, and then Ruffles potato chips to dip in it. It's decadent. Little Smokies with Pillsbury dough wrapped around them and baked, and then some mustard to dip them in. Luxurious. Cinnamon toast. Now, I will, I will admit that we mix the sugar and the cinnamon together in a little shaker. So it's just bread and butter and our cinnamon shake. Toasted up. Decadent. Eating together is important. The food is not important. The company is important. Pay attention and eat together. You are right if you're hearing this. Your pastor is telling you, encouraging you, begging you, eat together. Call up. Find someone else in the church. Text them. Pay attention and eat together. This does not happen naturally. It takes some initiative. Get out your phones. Text some of your friends. Hey, Doug said that we are supposed to eat together. Do you want to eat food together? It's like riding a bicycle. It's going to come back. And so text someone. Get together. Have some food together. And then do it again. And do it again. And do it again. And do it with someone else. And do it with someone else. Eat together. Be companions. And live in wow. Todd is going to play one of my favorite Lyle Lovett songs. It's a funny tongue-in-cheek song, but it actually affirms our message today. To the Lord, let the praises be. It's time for dinner now. Let's go eat. Ooh, I went to church last Sunday so I could sing and pray. But something quite unusual happened on that day. Now, Church, it started right on time, just like it does without a doubt, and everything was all just fine, except it came time to let us out, you know, preacher, he kept preaching, he told us, I have one more thing to say, children, before you think of leaving, you better think about the judgment day. Everyone got nervous because everyone was hungry too And everyone was wondering what was the next thing he would do And the preacher he kept preaching He said now I'll remind you if I may You all better pay attention or I might decide to preach all day Everyone was getting so hungry one started feeling ill and weak ones started passing out and the young ones they could not sit still and the preacher's voice rose higher so I snuck up to the balcony and I crept into the choir and I begged them brothers sisters help me please I said when I give you the signal I said when I raise up my hands won't you please join and praise the Lord I have planned And the preacher he kept preaching Long is the struggle, hard the fight And I pray, Father
Father, please forgive me. And then I stood up with all my might and sang to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner now, let's go eat. I got some beans and some good cornbread. And listen to what the preacher said. Now it's to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner now, let's go eat. Yes, and I did give a signal. Yes, and I raised up my hands And then I joined with me the choir Yes, and every woman, child, and man Sang to the Lord, let praises be It's time for dinner now, let's go eat We got some beans and some good cornbread And listen to what the preacher said Now it's to the Lord, let praises be It's time for dinner now, let's go he stopped preaching and the hush the church did fill and then a great white dove from up above landed on the windowsill and the dove flew down beside him and a fork appeared right in his hand and everybody watching the preacher ate that bird right there and then now everyone got really nervous and the preacher he did start to blow And as we watched on in disbelief These were the words he spoke He said mama's in the kitchen And she's been there all day And I know she's cooking something good So let's bow our heads and pray He said to the Lord let praises be It's time for dinner now let's go some beans and some good cornbread Listen to what the preacher said Said to the Lord, let praises be It's time for dinner now, let's go eat In the moral of the story Children, it is plain but true God knows if a preacher preaches long enough Even he'll get hungry too And he'll sing to the Lord, let praises be it's time for dinner now, let's go eat We've got some beans and some good cornbread Now listen to what the preacher said Said to the Lord, let praises be It's time for dinner now, let's go eat We've got some beans and some good cornbread Now listen to what the preacher said To the Lord, let praises be It's time for dinner now, let's go eat we got some beans and some good cornbread. Now listen to what the preacher said. Okay, brothers and sisters, pay attention. Get out of the daily grind and pay attention. Put some chimes on your phone. Do something to just awaken your senses and pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is doing all around you. Pay attention and live in wow. And next Make some appointments, text some people, call them up, get some things on your calendar to eat food with other people. Not about what food, eat food, be companions together. Then go and do the sacred work that God has given you because the work that we do is sacred and it's all sacred. There are no small roles in the kingdom. It all matters. Changing diapers, making spreadsheets, sending email, digging ditches, pulling weeds, making food, eating food, getting people together. But when you do it, when you change diapers, do it in love for the glory of God. When you make a spreadsheet, 
Do it in love for the glory of God to the best of your ability. And then may you go forth today in joy. May you be led forth in peace. May the mountains and the hills break forth before you in singing. May the trees of the field clap their hands. For the great shepherd of the sheep goes before you. And the God of angel armies is your rear guard. And to the Lord, let the praises be. It's time for dinner now. Let's go eat. Whoa, I know it's good and I'm satisfied. Whoa, when people live like they're unified. Whoa, I know it's good and I'm satisfied. Whoa, when people live like they're unified. It's like the anointing when it overflows, running down my hair, running down my clothes. It's like dew on a mountain, on the mountain of the Lord, who rewards with a blessing, even life forevermore. Oh, I know it's good and I'm Thanks for listening to another FPC podcast. We encourage you to subscribe every week. You will be receiving some of the interviews that we do, as well as the sermon, as well as some of the music that we have. And we are also including some FPC special events. We encourage you to subscribe. Thanks for listening.